Hey Joe, cool Ira song. Hello, people. Might check one, two, one, two. Can you not just say hello? Hello. <laughs> exactly. This is the second week in a row. We tried to use introduction. She tried to disrupt it. She's a disruptor. Um, that I is. Hello, we're back. Um, it's it's good to be back, isn't it? <sighs> My therapist would tell me to say yeah. So yeah, it's great to be back. <sighs> I'm trying to keep it on beat. I'm trying to keep it on beat. But okay, yeah. But it's going to be like not as... Not a sad episode because life is sad enough. It's going to be an episode where, because it's Halloween and stuff is spooky and to be honest, I'm scared of any and everything. We're just going to talk about um, basically superstitions, juju stories. What's it? Obia that they call it? In yeah. Obia, Obia Gage, yeah, same Yeah. Thing. So cool. Because obviously like Brent, who has the studio, told us like a story about a witch snake. So we'll expand oh. on that later. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because he's still, he's like here. He's in that environment. It's, it's just very, 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 very funny. I cannot lie. Um, but how was your week? Yeah. Okay, so it was peak. <laughs> I feel like um, my weeks of late have just been like gradually less peak, but peak is like the cut, like the running thread of said week. But it's fine. We're good. We're here. We're breathing. Grateful for life. Grateful for health. Oh, grateful nice. to be in your presence. Yeah. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So it's all right. How's your week going? Oh, okay. So it's like that. It's a sigh out of 10. But we here. We breathe in. Your hair is popping. It's thick. It's healthy. Oh, that is. That is. Do you know what I mean? Like your eyebrows, perfectly arched. That's natural, you know. Right? So double blessings. People always used to ask me, like, do you do your eyebrows? And I was like, oh, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know what you could do to your eyebrows. I'm not much of a man. Listen, my eyebrow, I waxed it. I'll never forget, before I went to Brazil, I got my eyebrows waxed for like a birthday gift to myself. Women had me looking permanently surprised for <laughs> weeks. Oh no. What's worse yet is that they've never grown back properly. So I have one brow that oh, kind of I'm like, dead. she's okay, she behaves herself. But the other brow is a cul-de-sac. She just starts and then just abruptly stops. So I have to like color in the end just so that it looks kind of even. But then if it rains... Yeah, we're back to 1.5. But that the burdens too, we have to bear. Too funny. All right, cool. So first things first, we're going to keep these like short and sweet and sexy so we can get to the scary stories. So is your turn to do 21 seconds for me because I did 21 seconds for you last time and I feel like you sucked at it, but that's fine. She says that. I listened back to it. I most definitely did not suck. I technically won, but she can't accept Oh my that. gosh. Also, I have to admit something. In the art of being a bigger person and learning from my mistakes, you did actually say 1976. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You tried it. Yeah, I had people, namely Patrick, tell me that actually I'm incorrect and that was said. But that's fine. In the moment. Yeah. In the moment. She said in the moment it wasn't clear, but it really, really was. Okay, in the moment it was clear, but in the moment I chose for it to not be clear. You see what I have to deal to with. To me. Exactly. And I accept that and my heart is still open. And I hope that you can accept my apology for not hearing what you said that to me didn't sound clear. But that is fine because that's on me and well, not you. Will I accept the apology? Yeah. Anyway, on to 20 seconds. Set, set, set. Oh, we're never going to get this. But anyway, okay. We were one week, one week. Okay, okay. So this is question one. All right. In March 1931, Harold Moody formed which organization which was concerned with racial equality and civil rights in Britain and elsewhere in the world? Was it either Coloured People United, 
the British Federation of Racial Equality or the League of Coloured Peoples. So firstly, they all sound like Marvel superheroes or a football team. How do they sound like... The League of Coloured People. (sighs) Coloured People United. Work with me here. I want to say the middle one because actually the other two sound like they're made up. But if I'm wrong, I'll own it and be like, cool, it had a wavy name. But I'm going to go It was 1931, man, of course. It was the League of Coloured Peoples. Don't, don't laugh. She's laughing. Look at her. She's, I, she's trying to hide her laughter. I can see her. She's proper cuddling. Not even laughing. Wow. She says that now, but I could see the look on her face and she wanted to laugh. Or maybe it was just a microphone in her face, but she looked like she wanted to laugh. Obscured view. All you. <laughs> All you. <laughs> I'm actually finished Okay In 1985 Who won a Grammy Award For Best Male R&B Vocal Performance Okay Was it Mark Morrison Seal Or Billy Ocean Also Billy Ocean's English Okay What You see this is how you know She's not West Indian Listen Okay I am West Indian by proxy She says that but Any and every Any and every husband That I've had Or had Is from the islands So Um Ooh, child. I'm going to say seal. <sighs> you see. Am I wrong? Trash. It's Billy Ocean, wasn't it? She's like, ah, it's Billy Ocean. It's Billy Ocean. It's Billy Ocean. Fun fact, though, seal is my mum's foster sibling. Can't do much of that information. Doesn't make me eligible for any kind of family invitation to dinner, but just a random fact. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. very cool. That was, that was a cool story. All Thank nice. you. Um, Okay Okay. So in 1968 Who became Britain's first black newsreader Was it Moira Stewart Love her Was it She's amazing Was it um, Trevor MacDonald Also another legend Uncle Trev Or was it Barbara Blake Hunter I'm going to say Barbara Blake Hunter Because I don't know about her And I feel like Uncle Trev Has been doing it for a minute but I feel like maybe it was the 70s that you rolled true. This face that you're making makes you feel like I'm doing it wrong. I don't know this lady's name. She's the one I don't recognise. Moira, I feel like, kicked it off in the 80s, 90s. Loved it. Loved the deadpan delivery. Loved the bob. Love everything. Uncle Trev, I feel like it was the 80s that he was really coming into his own. Or late 70s. This other lady, never heard of her. So it makes me feel like she did it before I was alive. So I'm going to go with the last woman. If I'm wrong, I will own it. I feel like it's probably Trevor McDonald and that's fine. But I'm going to go with the last one. Is she right? Is she wrong? Find out after this news break. She's right. Yes! <laughs> she got it right just for once. I mean, uh, 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 uh. Oh, don't start. Uh, uh, I mean, that's the only one you got right out of six. So you can first of all, sit. I don't appreciate this negativity. So you can just sit on. I don't appreciate this negativity. You're looking at the glass as half empty. I'm looking at it as half full. So, well, not half, one full, but still. Literally, out of the last six weeks, it's like one of the few she's got right, so... Okay, she's like sat there with a little bob on her head. She can sit there and bob her head as much as she wants, but she's wrong. Okay, so um, eek of the week. Oh, is it your go? Is it my go? I it's, can't remember. It's um, my go, I believe. Go on, hit me with the eek. Okay. Mm. You'll think of the eek. That's kind of a good No, time. I don't have to think of an eek. You're trying to rephrase the eek to not imp- like get yourself fired. <laughs> mm, kind of. Oof. So... A, a couple of weeks ago, I saw. Uh, <laughs> no, because oh, I don't want to. I'm going to have to say. Oh. Free the eekness. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I saw one of my friends, mm. Miles, in um, the Book of Mormon. He's an actor. And he's, he's really talented. Um, Big up, Miles. And um, I didn't know what the, what the musical was about. So obviously, I went to go see it. Go, what is it about? So it's about like 
Mormons. I feel like that was probably a given. No, but yeah. <laughs> but no, anyway, she's really shading me, and I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. So yeah, it's about Mormons, and they basically kind of finish like their training, and then they get dispatched off to somewhere. Right. Um, and instead of one of them going to Orlando, who he really hopes he can go because that's his favorite place in the world, he ends up getting sent to like a village in Uganda. Okay. And um, you say a village in Uganda? Yeah. Okay, I'm already cringing, but let's keep going. Yeah. And um, basically, um, they just have to obviously try and convert the the local population that they find there. Right. Um, but the whole show, unfortunately, is just very, very anti-black. It's is just, it like very ooga booga? Uh, what do you mean by that? That's kind of like like ooga booga bones in their noses situation. No. <sighs> like this is a primitive black man. Yeah, kinda. Yikes. And what I think what was worse was not that was bad, but for me experiencing it obviously as a black person, like it took a it took a like a few weeks for it to really register and settle with me now. But I'm yeah. like, yeah, that was a lot. It's like when you deeply disrespect and you need a second to like down exactly, it. and you're like, this is actually very disrespectful. Um, I mean, like it was just wild. I think what was worse was like obviously there's a whole audience, like literally. A couple of thousand people, a couple of thousand white people just in a whole theatre chortling along at like some anti-blackness. And that was a lot. And it's a musical. Like it's to music. That's like the biggest insult. And it was just quite, it was just wild. And they were like, like really like laughing along and proper, proper cackling. And I was like, so basically they find anti-black jokes funny. I mean, I, I low-key knew this anyway, but it's like, it's quite frustrating because you're sat there and you think like they just see me and other black people as one big joke. Mm. So yeah, that was the eek of the week. Babylon's still trash. Been trash. Been trash. All right. So, whew, what should we even title this week's episode? Juju and Dem Man. So, basically, <laughs> Juju and Dem Man. Oh, this God's episode, sake. because Halloween, because we're black or mixed or brown, listen, because we're all afraid of watching anything where a spirit is slapping someone away, I don't play with them kind of films. Basically, it's Halloween, so we're going to discuss like superstitions, scary stories, you know, just sort of being a second, third generation. And what's that like when you go back home and you see some booky stuff? You're like, yo, my brain actually can't register this. My English brain is like, this can't be real. But my black, like everything is like, yo, what am I watching? And also just about the tales of like Gigi on road, like the guy who was ready to beef another guy. So he threw his jacket in the air and it just stayed there. So, <laughs> or, you know, the story about Sneakbo and the cat, everything, like, I feel like it still infuses itself in our everyday, whether it's humorous or whether it is a bit more sinister. Like when you're walking out in Brixton, I was walking out in Brixton recently and I was handed the, you know, they get the Babalawo card. He's like, are you having mm. fertility problems? Do you want to go and be in love? Do you want to get your, you know, leave to remain papers, whatever? Call this guy, do this thing. Next thing you know, you're selling, you know, you're pouring out a pint of blood into a half open calabash. It's the whole thing. So yeah, we're just going to discuss all that stuff. It's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be funny. I mean, yes, it is a deep, dark topic and we'll probably delve under the skin a little bit more another time about what that really means in regards to spirituality and what is seen as demonic and what isn't. Because you girls sat here with crystals in her bra. So clearly the stuff we can discuss. She she literally is. She took them out and I was like, wow, it's a crystal affair. Rose quartz, dragon's blood and celadite. 
Anyway, if you're into crystals, that'll tell you what mood I'm in. Um, but yeah, so basically we're going to discuss all that sexy stuff. We'll delve deeper, as I said, and discuss things like what spiritualism and what is seen as demonic and what isn't. But for now, we're just going to have fun and laugh about scary stuff, discuss superstitions that our parents have that's been passed down. And yeah, just enjoy another facet of blackness, which is kind of being afraid of anything that don't make too much sense when you instantly <laughs> oh, see <I'm> it. Dead. <laughs> it's actually really true. Like if, if like, you'll see something, we can't work it out in the first like five minutes. Like, uh, it's a demon. I, I, I fuck with that. I don't like it. <laughs> oh my god, it's true. You should lead because you have a very faithfully story. Should I tell the story that I was telling you before earlier? Yeah, but oh. your, about your it's your grandma. It's, sorry, your great grandma. Okay, we'll do great grandma first. All right, because that was. A... <clears throat> All right, so on my mum's side, um, on my mum's side, her maternal side, they have um, Edo and like uh, Brazilian ancestry and stuff. Long story short, uh, anyone who's Nigerian knows that Edo women are tend to be called wi- tend to be called witches. Uh, I, as to where the story comes from, I, I'm guessing it's just a thing they used to do. Anyway, my great great grandmother was a Shango priestess. So if you know anything about um, traditional West African, especially Yoruba religion, or you happen to be from the South Americas, you know that Shango, uh, either sort of an X or a CH, is the god of thunder, meaning that the people who usually are his patrons, women. Uh, they wear red and white and they tend to have a very fiery temper, which I have inherited. Um, so basically my grandmother, my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother and myself all have particular speck on our eye. Um, and I'm guessing if I have a daughter, she may have said said same speck too. But that's something that all the priestesses had along with said temper. Um, mm. So yeah, my grandmother, my great great grandmother, basically when she died, it took her three times to die. So the first time... She died. I think she was in bed. She then woke up, had a look at everyone, seemed a bit unimpressed. Looks around a bit longer. And then died again. And they're like, okay, so she's really gone? Okay, cool. So they got all dressed up, gussied up for the wake, had her laying in state, had people come to see her. Or now people are there eating, you know, like what West African funerals are like. You got the professional mourners, you got people there with food, you got people drinking music. She wakes up and it's like, who are all these people in my house? Wow. Like, why are you in my house? Got the tissues in it. Like, why are you in my house? Can you, what's all this? Anyways, after Taylor wanted to get out of her house, she died again. Oh so then she kicked everyone out of the house. This is the way that like, a corpse is kicking me out of the house. And then she died later on that evening. At this point, you're thinking the doctor must be faulty, but whatever. It's, <laughs> it's Nigeria. Strange things have happened. So she then died another time. So this time they put her in the coffin. They locked up the coffin and they're driving past the river. They said it's, the coffin started to shake and it fell into the river. They were like, you know what? Mama can stay there because it's actually not another time. I'm <laughs> gone. <laughs> that we're gonna have to deal with her waking up and all the rest of this. But basically, she was um, a priestess and she was known to be very powerful in that. Like, if she when she when she walked, like the, the clouds would shake, so to speak. Like she was very small and petite, but she had a lot of power, a lot of energy. People would come to her, you know, and they wanted stuff done or they wanted someone dealt with. And um, yeah, so basically, that energy and that power, of course when someone is passing through to the other side, there's gonna if someone has a very fighting spirit alive, they're gonna have that same spirit about dying. Like, I don't think I'm ready to go yet. Mm. Um, and my mum used to say that in her house, she had all these little intricate calabashes and pots and stuff. And my mum would sometimes randomly get nosebleeds and like migraines just being near them. So that's why like, even now I'm, I'm booking a holiday to go to Dakar in Senegal with a friend, Wura actually, who does the, the voice, the Yoruba voice in the beginning, shout outs to Wura. Hey. Um, when I showed her the Airbnb room, she saw the little pots just like this, Nah. <laughs> not selling my soul for an airbnb room we're getting a radisson blue let's keep it trucking because i feel like all of us intrinsically are aware of these little 
artifacts that mean, you know, someone else. Yeah. Maybe it's like an English person be like, oh my God, isn't that quaint? Look at the lovely. And my sister wants to wear Nando's. I love it. It's really cute. Do you think? Isn't it, Steve? It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it? But basically. And we'd be like, eyes will be wide. You'd be like, yeah. Anyone else, anyone, I feel like West African, South American with some kind of like spiritual sensibilities would be like, yo, so my spirit doesn't take to whatever those pots are. I'm out. So yeah, we're not staying in that room. But in essence, my grandma, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of what she did or really what a Shango priestess did. But at least when I was in Brazil, I learned a bit about what like the dance and the festivities bit was like. But I remember even in Brazil, I was walking by this candoble shop. Mm. And out of curiosity, I remember saying that I really wanted to go in. I was like, I really want to go into this place. And like, as my foot was about to pass the threshold, I just felt this like weird, like, prickly sensation and I was like you know what it's never that serious <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, even, even cross, and I feel like because I have this thing in my ancestry I almost feel like I'm more susceptible to it like mm. I, because I'm so spiritually sensitive which I'll lead to another story later after you told one of yours because I'm so spiritually sensitive I feel like anything that's a little bit spooky even if I'm just curious I feel like I have enough of a of a tied to that thing not in a negative way but you know that i'm so highly spiritual that like whatever it is might be like cool she looks like a sick vessel and i'm not trying to have them problems mm. like not now not ever <laughs> right i need an obvious story from you give me the west west indian rendition it's, it's not really like an obvious story necessarily um um sorry i'm getting quite under the weather but like my grandma is very obvious would fix that huh it's an obvious would fix that anyway, <laughs> As I was saying, um, my um, grandma is quite a spiritual woman. So she's very, as much as she will try and, she, she won't describe what the, where something comes from, but this just can't happen. Mm. It just can't run. Mm. And I would be like, are you right, love? And she'd be like, Dah! and everyone's like, oh, it's, it's a lot. Can you calm down? Like, what? It's really not that deep. And she'd be proper freaking out. And that's when you know, like, okay. It's the superstition because obviously, like she's moving slightly mad, just slightly. Yes, the superstition stemmed from somewhere. Um, like, because obviously she would describe it as a superstition, but for, she would just be making it as if it's the thing that she believes, mm. and everyone would be like, "What?" It comes out from time to time, and this was yeah. one of them. So, uh, oh, who died? I think it was Marbula. Yeah, I'm thinking like 10 years ago it was. It was my Beula. And she was one of my grandma's like close friends. And um, we were all obviously saying that we're going to the funeral. And then my cousin, um, who was pregnant at the time, was going to come along as well. Ooh. And then my grandma literally was like, uh. And we were just like, okay, like, what? I didn't really obviously think much of it. Like, she was... Um, she was obviously on her, going to be on her way to the cemetery with the rest of us. Mm-mm. And my grandma was like, let's stop popping. And she was like, what? Like, she goes, I'm just going to, the, like, we won't, be, we won't, obviously, none of us will be long. Obviously, we would be long. It's a Westinian funeral. <laughs> but like, <laughs> duh. Um, Relatively. But, like, but like, my grandma was like, no, no, it can't happen. Like, she's like, um, she can't go in, she can't go in, um, in cemetery. And everyone's like, Oh my grandma, all right, like it, it, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And she's like, No, 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 pregnant woman can't go in cemetery, like it's not happening. And I was like, Okay, like, all right. And she was getting really heated, and we were like, Okay, like, we were like, Relax, relax, relax. And then the reason she was saying is because, like, um, 
obviously she goes into the cemetery something will um something will go wrong with the baby so like the child will either have bad luck or something will go wrong with the birth because mm-hmm. obviously at first i thought oh maybe it was a health thing but then i was like mm. on one hand that's kind of I, I guess that but then i realized I was like, that's not why my grandma's panicking like she's panicking for another reason and i know my grandma like obviously she cares about health but like especially with a lot of our, our grandparents and people of their gener- generation and people that are older like it's never really health that they're freaking out about it's obviously mm-hmm. something very very spiritual which just cannot two things cannot compute mm-hmm. and that was literally it like and she was just like we was like we were like the way my grandma was freaking out, we're like, okay, no, so it's, it's, we should like, I'll just meet y'all at the after party, innit? Well, okay. And that was it. She was proper freaking out. But at first I thought like, oh, it was a, a health thing. But then, um, and then I realised it was definitely a spiritual thing because of the way she was like proper going off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, West Africans have a similar thing. So um, a, a parent isn't allowed to know where their child is buried. So if your child dies before you, they say that the parents are allowed to... I think it's even the same when your parent. I'm not sure. I just know when my mum's dad passed away. I think she says she doesn't know where the she doesn't know where the gravesite is. So she didn't go to the funeral. She did, but she wasn't allowed to see where he was buried. I think. But how? I can't remember. I'm either confusing it. It's either that or. But I know definitely a parent cannot see where their child is buried because a parent is not supposed to bury their child. So if your child dies, obviously you're there, you're mourn, you're at the ceremony. But in typical, like traditional West um, African fashion, you can't see where your child is buried. Because it's like, you're not supposed to see your child. Your child's not supposed to go before you. So because of that, you cannot see them go, if that makes sense. Mm. So wherever they're buried, you would be told after the fact, maybe. But you cannot see the process happening. Oh, I see. Like, you're not allowed to see that process happening. That's so interesting because obviously from a CD perspective, it's almost the opposite. So that like you you would watch your child be buried. Normally, if you, I'm imagining like, it's like, obviously like a mother. Mm. And mother's obviously like, Papa's stopping and everyone's holding it. And obviously like, if you've, the child will, people will physically obviously bury the person until yeah, like yeah. the whole grave is like, um, like, um, also description, like until the whole grave is officially like dug in, mm. so to speak, like from beginning to end, regardless of if it's rain, shine, like, and people will take it in turns. It's normally very, it's normally men. I've never seen a woman lift up a shovel. It's normally men, mm. but like, that's how it will work. I was going to say another superstition, a West Indian superstition that I was told about, um, basically the guy I know who's Trinidadian, um, and he, after midnight, walks into his house backwards. Yeah, people do that. So he can't walk into his house. He has to walk, otherwise someone could follow you in or something. Yeah, spirits, like spirits can follow you in. Or like, yeah. if you come back late, I remember people said, like friends telling me, if they came back in late, their parents or like oldest, like relative, like grandma would be like, you don't know who you brought in with you. Like don't open the door wide. Yeah. To, like, or for me, I remember as a kid, <clears throat> there was a time I was about two years old. I was walking past the graveyard with my mum. It's about 9 p.m. It's winter, so it's dark really early. And like most like Christian graveyards, like in churches, it's all haggard all over the place. And it's yeah. open. There's like not a gate. So I was walking by my mum. Mum said I couldn't be older than two and a half, three. And I was tugging her. I was like, mummy. She's like, what? I was like, mummy. She's like, yeah. I was like, can you see all those pretty spirits? They're waving. You have to wave back. And she said she picked me up and blitzed down the street. Oh no. But Gosh. she's like, yeah, they're waving. I was like, they're waving. You should wave back. No, they're waving, you know. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but that's what I mean about, I think we all have this, uh, like, spiritual 
sense to us that makes us a lot more sensitive to stuff. And I think as a kid, it's at its purest. And as an adult, obviously you try and reason it out. Yeah. So like it kind of gets dulled a little bit, but it's still there. Like there's some films I watch, I hear the plot and I'm like, nope. There's a film called The Witch that a mutual friend of ours. Um, so the name didn't tell you now? No, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> but basically a good friend of ours, so um, a friend of mine, Darian, was, he likes to watch scary films, likes to scare himself. I don't understand that. How could he do that? I've done some people who do that because like it just upset my whole spirit. But basically, he watched a film called The Witch. From the way he described it to me, I could not sleep for a week. I remember after he just this is just him describing it to me. I had to sleep with my light on. Then you know, you sleep with your light on, you sleep with the door open, you shut the curtains, and then you're under the blanket and your feet can't hang. I was I was behaving like a four-year-old. I was like shook, like I was scared. Just off the description. So I knew I did not ever need to be watching it as soon as there's a spirit as soon as the devil makes some kind of appearance where he has bare speaking parts like passion of the christ i okay. can't watch that again no, that, i thought it was only me in the film but you can see the devil several times in it in the crowd like just oh even now i'm shook like <laughs> and because the actress who plays the devil is like so i said actress yeah so androgynous it's like did i just see because like the bits where it's where it's moving through the crowd you're like yeah you think, you think eh I see, I remember watching Passion of the Christ at church and I was uh, all the way fucked up. I was like, You watched it in church? It's Passion of the Christ. Wow, you got brave. I was like, listen, so this I'm not watching again because I know if it's, I think it's the scene where... I was going to say, they're is, in the, uh, is there like a section where like the devil's trying to do something? Because I, I swear I remember... The Garden of Gethsemane. That's it. And the devil's doing madness, isn't it? He's taught... They are talking... And I remember because it's in Aramaic, which makes it more like foreboding. Because obviously Aramaic is a dead language. Yeah. I just remember like the character say something like, da, 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 which is like, you're in pain or like, this is going to be painful. I just remember that one scene of being like, I don't understand what's being said. So I'm even more terrified. Wild. But also like, just from the tension in the crowd of obviously the parents watching it, like everyone watching this, you know, it's something that's like, kind of scary. So I was tensing up. But obviously the figure is like this pale figure in a cloak. And you're just like, I remember after watching it, I ran to my parents' room and slept in between them. And I was like, I'm sleeping in your bed for a whole week. You're looking like Voldemort, you know, I'm just out here. just Voldemort, see, this is what I mean. Voldemort and them man don't scare me. Like, listen, as soon as some kind of like Disney, whatever. Uh-uh. But the way the way they did that, the pressure of the Christ, that was scary. Like it was a proper demon, you know. Listen, like, the reason oh it's scary Lord. is the simplicity. There's no prosthetics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's nothing creepy. It's just a beautiful and androgynous actress in a cloak. That's it. But the delivery and the and, way and it's The way screwed. it was moving, like you could tell that this is evil. Right. You could just tell. Whereas it's not like Voldemort. It feels almost like a caricature. I'm like, I beg. Someone that's beefing a 16-year-old. Can that one be moving? In it, it's like, the only reason that you're out, you're vexed is because of your own stupidness. Like. Who told you to go kill child, please? There you go. Who told you? But your nose like Toblerone. I'm finished. But basically, I think what scares me the most is Nollywood scary films. Oh, let me see. Can we watch some Nollywood, please? Okay, if I was before you say Nollywood scary films, I'd be like, no. Um, so this film called The Apple, right? I won't, I'll never forget because even my dad got shook. And my dad's like born and bred Nigerian guy. So like Nigerian films don't move him like that. Because like if you've lived in Nigeria, you've seen mad stuff. <laughs> I remember we're watching this film. It's called The Apple. Cannot remember the premise, but some Nollywood films do this thing where the film is a rom-com, but for some reason, half of the film, suddenly there's juju. I'm dead. No, seriously, it'll be a rom-com. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing's going on. Ah, everyone's laughing. They're loving. Da-da-da-da. Next thing, boom, witch. <laughs> and like, I remember this film scaring me so much because it was so badly done. Like, for some reason, the fact it was so like bad made it scarier. 
And um, there was some scene with some like weird thing in white that was like talking. Yeah. It was mad scary. And then the woman or the man who'd like done whatever the evil deed was, at the end, there was this like really bad. So I don't know if you've ever seen that song, follow, follow, follow the ladder, follow the ladder to heaven, this is the follow. That one. So you know how like the, the, the sky background, it was like that. Yeah. And they're on this ladder, right? And this guy is climbing, or this woman is climbing up the ladder, trying to get up into heaven. And they just hear this voice. It's like, <laughs> everything goes red and black and the ladder drops and this person drops into hell. Oh I remember, my God. I remember watching this with my dad and like my chest like felt like it was in a vice. I was like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this. But it's like your spirit is actually like, nah. Like it was the point where I was like, I don't know, but I felt like something on that film came out. That's a lot. And this is how I know that everyone in the house was shook. Because first of all, my dad took out his DVD. He stamped on it. <laughs> He mashed it with his foot. He crushed it. Then he put it in a carrier bag and flung it into the garden. Then the next morning he was like, we're not going to church. We're doing our own communion in the house. My man got his own cups, his own wine. Oh, that's how, no. thing is, that's how I knew it, it messed him. Because he was like, we're doing communion in the house. Like that's the Holy Spirit has it. to be in the house. That is hilarious. Like he was like, we're two or three are gathered. He oh no, here. I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> He's dead. here. Oh, okay. That, that is hilarious. I'm actually dead. <laughs> now listen, you don't know horror until you have watched a Nollywood film that's about something supernatural. So that's like 80% of them. But you don't know horror. <laughs> that's like 80% until, of them. You don't know horror until you've watched that because the way it's done is literally is in the badness of it. And if, especially if you're West African, because you know this stuff happens, you know that this story is based on something someone told someone else. So you're just basically watching a lifetime portrayal of something that really happened gosh that is wild you know? so what are some superstitions that so like obviously we've got juju stories and stuff we can discuss but what are like actual superstitions like the one my mum has is she's like you can't whistle in the house because it'll attract snakes or it'll yeah. attract spirits some people some people have that um i think uh there are various ones so what i remember um definitely hearing was um Obviously, the thing like my grandma mentioned about like the whole pregnancy thing, mm. um, and then there's th there's certain things about like dreaming. So if you dream of particular things, either they're gonna bring bad luck, or um, oh, there's what about pregnancy? Like if a woman is, if she dreams of a particular thing, I want to say milk, but I think that's wrong. That's very specific. As in, oh, it's either if you're craving milk or you're dreaming about milk, either you are pregnant or you're going to be pregnant. Oh, girl. Oh, yeah, I might have got milkshake in the fridge at home. I swear it's linked to that. Um, but it, de it depends on, like, sometimes it depends on the island people are from. So mm. some things vary from, like, place to place. Um, yeah, so it, 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 it depends. Um, are there any specific ones that are, like, obviously Nigeria specific? Ooh, so don't no whistling in the house. Um, so what my grandma does, you can't call some you can't call someone if you don't see them. So like say if my grandma's in a different room. Um, so like her uh like English name's like Raquel. So let's say like someone's like, Raquel. She'd say, Is that me? Raquel. Is that me? Is her response. The reason she said, Is that me? is because it's like if there's if you hear your name being called and you don't know where from. It could be a spirit. So if you say yes, you're inviting that spirit in whatever format it's in to now come and like harass you, right? So if you're saying, is that me? In essence, you're like, don't know that person still, like wrong person. So that way, if, so if you call my grandma and she cannot see you, she'll say, is that me? Yeah. Because it's like almost like testing, like, well, 
I sorry, I don't know who that person is. I can't can't really help you. Um, Legends are really funny about you handing stuff with your left hand, but I think that's more of like a biblical thing about your left being your sinister and your right being your dexterous, but you're not supposed to hand stuff with your left hand. I have a Jamaican friend actually, and I'm, this is not me tarring all the islands with the same brush. I'm just wondering if there's a similar thing in um, Dominica. She doesn't like when people step over her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very big thing. Oh my god, the way, the way. <laughs> my god. Oh yeah, now I remember. You see, you think that like, I, I can't remember, but I know that if someone did it, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Or I'd be really shocked. Yeah, my grandma was absolutely livid. Like someone stepped over me before, and she said, "Don't do that." And I was like, "I was like, ow, like what?" <laughs> I was like, "You do this." I was like, "What?" Like obviously, I was trying to be like, you know, when you want to be like little little British. You and basically she was she was vexed because my cousin's uh, now husband he in order to get past me uh, oh, oh, to get past me to get to the door he had to step over me mm-hmm. and she was absolutely infuriated what what's the superstition behind it I am not sure you know I really am not sure she didn't exp- this is what I mean my grandma doesn't explain things so she just gets angry and then when you know it's anger then you know it's a superstition but like um I have absolutely zero idea um, why. Um, if any of you know, so if you happen to be West Indian or West African or for, from anywhere, and you also have the same superstition of like people stepping over you, if you know what the reason why it's not like, it's just hashtag carry them, them go chats and let us know because I'm really, really curious. Yeah, because I'm not sure why why she had that sort of reaction. All I know is that obviously it's a superstition because of the way she got vexed. But like, I just can't. I can't tell. My mom has a very big thing though of like I can't say certain things because like I'll effectively like speak it into me. So there was a time like, oh, it's not like we're going to get robbed. And she was like, don't say that. And I was like, I was like, I was like but boom, chill. It's really not that deep. But she was livid. She was absolutely livid. And then she would say to my dad, like, I'll tell him why he can't say that. And I was just like, oh gosh. I was just like, why? You're not making it so hard, man. Why? It's just a joke. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she literally was like, she was absolutely furious. Absolutely furious um, But no, it'd be really interesting to hear about like other people's sort of superstitions So do fire them in Because um, it really would be kind of good to know what Why why people uh, have the have the beliefs that they do um, And obviously like where they come from In particular if you're a family that obviously are non-West African mm. Or not descended from like the West African diaspora Because that'd be quite interesting to figure out like Why people believe what they do Because there are lots of them uh, there are um, Do you know what superstition we have? A black British black British superstition? Huh? None of us like walking across the three vents on the floor. So you know you get those vents on the floor. We don't like walking across them. What do you mean by vents? Like I don't know what they're called, but like where they put the you know the little things they pull open on the in the pavement. As far as I can tell, people don't like walking over them. I know I don't. And then you know you have a signpost. Like obviously there was a very like derogatory, homophobic term for them. But the signpost you have, where it's two posts, every black British kid walks around them and never under them. Which post, sorry? You know, if you've got like a, uh, like a signpost in the street that's got like two things and then the signs above it? Yeah. Like, maybe it's a London thing, but any anyone who grew up in London or anyone who's been in London for a significant amount of time, watch them. They'll never walk through it. They'll always walk around it. And for me, that's actually how I judge like who's like... Who like kind of knows? Do you know what I mean, it's I, I can't describe it without giving it the derogatory name of what it's called. Why? Because it's homophobic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So the name that they call it is called Batty Man's Legs. So you walk under the two poles. 
is it like that you know like if you're i guess that like you're going towards victoria you just got the sign say like victoria station there that kind of sign where mm-hmm. you can walk under it mm-hmm. people never always even me and um, it's not do anyone homophobic god forbid almost that make no damn sense but genuinely like just out of habit I walk around it. Sorry, my mum's calling me. <laughs> Imagine, you see how unprepared she is. Unprofessional. Sorry, mum, I have to talk, talk to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like, I know my mum does this very similar thing with um, walking under, what's it called? Um, ah, the name's going to really bug me now. Um, you know, like, it's like scaffolding. I can't remember the name. Scaffolding, she'll never walk under it. She'll always walk around it. Um, that's the that's definitely one thing that my mom like always does. And I remember she used to teach us about it when we were younger, like, oh, you can't walk under it. Um you can't walk under it. Um there's a thing I heard as well, like about it. If it's really funny, I break this rule a lot because I like the warmth. But like my <laughs> it's true, I like the warmth. But like you shouldn't sit on like a warm seat where someone's just sat there because if this doesn't make any sense. This is obviously just because your because your body produces heat, in particular your ass, and therefore it's hot. It's got nothing to do with this. But they say like it's because a person has like a lot of sins, so therefore you can't sit on the seat. But I love their warmth. I hate cold seats. That's disgusting. Why? I, I, I don't want their their bum heat. I'll take it. That's disgusting. I, honestly, because when you sit on a cold ass seat, I'm like, oh. I prefer it cool. It's fresh. Oh, like, I don't. I don't like it. No, no I don't someone like else's it. bum heat. Well, they're like stifled farts. No, thank you. No, I don't like that at all. Okay. Oh, and another thing they say is that if, if I think it's like if your right eye jumps, then someone's gonna die. Well, damn. <laughs> what if your friend just got a twitch, like <laughs> knocking people out, like in left, right, and center? Yeah. All that's right. Wild. Do you have any scary-ish obvious stories? I have like a few, like I guess I've got like a not scary, but it's quite interesting judge story. Um. <sighs> Or anything you've heard, like people saying. I mean, do you want to relay the story that Brent gave us about his dad and the snake? Oh, yeah. So Brent, our uh, lovely sort of tech uh, guru, his family is Trini. And so his dad, because this is a first-hand account, it's not just any kind of random banter. (laughs) So like um, his dad lived next door to a woman who... um, his grandmother, I believe, refused to allow them to go next door to. So the children could come, but the woman herself wasn't allowed. <laughs> it's actually a very, very funny story. She wasn't actually allowed to come round because they believed she was a witch. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> when he said, I was like, what? I, I was like, personally, I wouldn't even let the kids in my house. Let me be very real. I'll, I'm like, whatever juju it is clearly runs in the blood. So <laughs> I'd be like, okay. No. <laughs> um, so um, that's why, obviously, the mother wasn't allowed round. And she accepted that. Which is, quite, which is what I found also quite funny. But, um, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> yeah, she was like, okay, I know I'm a witch and you're not about it. So that's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so basically, uh, his dad uh, went around to her house because they heard that she had gold. And so they wanted to go... And, Marlin with Bahamut. Exactly. So they wanted to... You know what we see people are like with all them gold rings and everything. People hear gold and ooh. So they went to go get the gold. And then uh, they... This is actually hilarious. Um... <laughs> And then they went <sighs> Because It's the imagery It's, it's the imagery It's the imagery Like this is, this is how you know That we're seeing that Obviously are very West African Because it's Just the to, ridiculousness Of the imagery Do you want me to see The steak noise When you're describing it So basically They walked downstairs Where the gold was Supposedly was kept crunch, crunch, crunch. And, and then they found That 
they found a snake, a huge ass snake, massive snake as tall as like a door, so it was like a six foot snake with the woman's head on it. <laughs> yeah. You know what black people are like with stories? We have stories for days. I don't know how we do. Safe to say they get none of that gold, but... <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't catch the gold, but all they found was the witch with the snake head. And also, of all animals, you you want to tell yourself into one that doesn't have limbs, opposable thumbs. That's a very useless animal to morph into. Yeah. I feel low-key that has sort of like low-key biblical vibes as well. Like I was going to say, like, you, the, can't even, you can't open a door. Or even like the serpent. The serpent have to be like the devil. Oh, but the serpent used to have hands and legs, but obviously God was like, you don't deserve them, so chopping them off. Oh really? Yeah, that's what it's, that's why he said you shall writhe upon the upon oh, your belly yeah. and the heel of man shall crush to your head and you shall nip at his heel. Or something along those lines. So a snake was effectively like lizards. Uh, yeah, like a uh like big man lizards. Yeah. Boy, imagine like an anaconda with legs. I don't want them problems. An anaconda with I don't want them problems. Imagine that like, running after you. I don't want them problems. An anaconda with legs. What? By the way, I can hear you smacking on. You would have to write me a sign. Sorry. Oh my god! I'm actually just. I tried to be rude. She says like an anaconda with legs, and I'm trying to talk about. The oh! <laughs> she's seen, she's clocked now. She's clocked. You see how she's screaming? I didn't even have to say what I was saying. Really, Jesus. I was just trying to say like um, obviously an anaconda with legs is like a man. I mean, once my dad's driver got ate, but eat my snake. That was. I mean, really? Yeah. Basically, he was. I, I'm going to try and do Nigerian accents. I'm not that great at them, but my dad's in the car. I mean, it's not a juju story, but boy, it seems talking about snakes and stuff that happens in West Africa, only in Nigeria and in Brazil, by the way. This is how I know the West African has traveled across that flipping ocean because Brazil is just Nigeria with samba. I'll tell you that now. All right. So basically, um, my dad was in the car with his driver. His driver was like, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir. I'm pressed, I'm pressed. So I need to pee. But I was like, oh, okay, fine. So stop now. And obviously in Nigeria, the motorways are laced by like forest, like yeah. jungle. Very beautiful, by the way, but dangerous. Anyways, this guy gets out and he walks into the forest to go and ease himself, as they would say. So he's there. My dad's now been waiting. It's been five minutes. Yeah. It's been 10 minutes. It's been 20 minutes. It's been 30 minutes. It's been 40. My dad's like, this driver... Like, if he's pooing, like, what kind of poo is this that it's been 40 minutes? So my dad's, like, calling him. Let's say his name's Toji. Toji? Oh, yeah? Toji. Finish now. He said he heard muffling. <laughs> All right. He said he took a further look. Couldn't see anything. Got back in the car. Called his brother. Was like, I need you to come pick me up. This driver. I don't know what he's doing. Like, just come get me. Same way now. It's been maybe, like, an hour and a half. Maybe two. My dad's still waiting in the car. And his brother arrives. And the, that other driver comes too. So these Nigerians being Nigerians and being a class of society, he told the other driver, go and have a look and find like, your friend. Anyways, so they go in and they just hear shouting from the other driver. Hey! That's Nigerian. <laughs> if you know that emoji with the hands on the head? Yeah! Like, hey! Yay! Naughty it. So basically, the other driver got there and called my dad and his brother over. Told him to come and have a look. They get over there. What do they find? They find the man inside a snake. He's, as he'd been like pooing or whatever, the snake was like, oh, sight. Start ingesting him. Oh my God. Yeah. And I think by the time they really cut him out, it was probably. I was going to say, yeah, did they get him out? As far as I know, yes, but I don't think he was, it was cute. I mean, that's not a juju story. That's just the fear of life. But 
yeah, as for an actual Juju story, in Nigeria, same Nigeria, of course, uh, I went with my sister to something called camp. So if you're Nigerian yourself, or you've heard of like RCCG church, you'd know about camp, which is this big, like religious camp, basically. It's massive. It's like the size of a small town. They have this um, sort of call out where the general overseer will call out people to come and pray. So he was calling people like, oh, you know, if you want to come be killed for a sickness, come forward, blah, blah, blah. People are running forward to the front of the stage to get their healing. Anyway, I'm sat on the aisle seat, by the way. So people are kind of brushing past me. and I'm not entirely comfortable, but we keep it trucking. So now the, the pastor asked a very, very specific question. <laughs> a question I think is incredibly specific. And clearly an audience has been like annually visiting because it's just hella specific. <laughs> so he now goes to the crowd. If there is anyone who has been fornicating with animals, come forward. So me and my sister sat here now thinking, one, two men are going to roll forward. Oh, Shame God. Like, oh, you know, I get lonely and all the rest of it. A bag of man came running forward. Like so many people. Like there was, I'm not even being dramatic. It was like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. There was like a dust cloud of people running forward. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, people are just doing this to get like prayer and anointing, whatever. So it's a shortcut. You just say, okay, I know I'm sleeping with sheep and you get healed for like your broken arm. So this guy comes forward and he's like, I've come to, to confess for what I've been doing. And I'm sat here now just like, okay, where's this? Where's this going to go? He said, every time that I sleep and I fornicate with an animal, this grows. He sticks out his arm. I shit you not, coming out of his armpit was a feather and it was massive. Wow. And like the person like was like touching it, like to show that like it's a feather was going out of his armpit. Me must have got out of that place so fast. But like, yeah, oh, so wow. my English threshold has just been reached. <laughs> I am at like peak uncomfortable. Oh no. I need to be excused. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I was like, I haven't been broken in yet. Like I this is a lot. Like I need to be removed. Yeah. From the scenario, it's a lot. It's like, you know, you see something and it's like, you know, you're going to tell other people that be like, that didn't happen. And you're like, no, but if you saw it. Yeah. God. Dude. So since then, I was like, anyone tells me a juju story, I'm like, yep, probably. And oh, superstition. My mum says, never, ever, 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 ever receive cards, presents or money from someone who they don't know. So say like a random person's like, oh, here's a present for you. And it's money or gifts or whatever. My parents don't know them personally. Can't accept it. Because that's how people can put like a curse on it and then Yeah. Yeah. Uh considering it's Halloween, uh, were you able to go trick or treat as a child? No. But I was like, you can't do that. You're a child of God. And then he'd always open the door trick-or-treaters and be like, We don't trick or treat here, it's a Christian house. And I'm stood there all embarrassed in the back because I just want to go outside dressed oh, as scary gosh. spice and collect some sweets. <sighs> my little sister's allowed to trick or treat now, because my parents have got to that age, they're like, we don't care about it, say that serious. Yeah. But yeah, I was allowed to trick or treat, were you? Uh, I never really did it because I didn't really. Is it a begging thing? Because someone was saying how Caribbean people are very funny about being seen like they're begging, and like so if they go out and they're trick or treating, it's like you're begging for sweets. So, some people, I know, some people had that. Because uh, I remember saying it to my grandma, she goes, "I do do no begging." I was like, "Grandma, you're not really begging people, like, or oh, you're begging." I was like, "Yeah," because I remember saying, "Oh, like I want to do trick or treat with my friends." Oh, so you want to go begging then? And I was, thinking, I was like, "What?" I was, like, I was like, why are you so aggressive? I'm five. Let me go and do my trick or treating. But I never really did it because my mom would like buy me like the sweets to kind of go and do it. Especially because obviously at that time, like uh, it was very dark. Yeah, yeah. 
So she wasn't really about it, like me going out to like go to strange houses to ask for like sweets. Mm. She wasn't really about it. I think my grandma. I try to think if my grandma had an issue with Halloween itself. I don't think she did. I don't think she did. That I recall. No. Yeah, my mum didn't care. Not bothered. My dad was a bit more funny about it. Um, but my mum's like very, very British. And my dad was just like, nope, none of that. So she's dressing up like a ghoul and a, and a spook and a witch to to be getting sweets. That was a terrible accent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, wasn't a fan. But then, yeah, at some point they just eased up. And I think it's when Halloween became sexy that everyone stopped caring. And it's going to sound weird, but it's like, as a kid, Halloween is just like, Halloween right it's whatever but to parents it's still ominous and scary because it's like yeah you're, de- you're messing with demons right so when Halloween became sexy it's just like a fancy dress day like it stopped feeling I don't explain it it's just when adults realise they could do it too it suddenly like kind of almost stopped being I think it depends like, I guess on what you sort of dress up as so if you dress up as like a superhero it's one thing because you could you could start doing that but yeah. I remember when we were younger people used to literally dress up like little demons and stuff yes, which is exactly like, why they were like nah you used to have these little masks I remember there was one like little devil mask that came with a little spike thing yeah. that kid that would knock on the Mm-mm. remember one time my dad opened the door to that he was just like I rebuke it and slam the door shut <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead oh the poor L- little kid just mm, I rebuke it and slam the door shut <laughs> Imagine for, So yeah If you were in Northwest London And you trick or treated And there was a Six foot five black man That slammed the door In your face Probably my dad Oh no Gosh But yeah Do let us know um, If you do Get involved in Halloween things I think we A lot of us go to Halloween parties now Yeah but we're just turning up And everyone dresses Like a little bit Sexy Like I said yeah, It's not yeah, even it's, it's not a thing But do let us know Like what you're doing For Halloween What your plans are Come to Black uh, Friend Fright If you If you're about it like let us know what's kind of going on um but yeah it's been a really good week so thank you for tuning in thank you much lee thank you hope you've enjoyed the scary spooky stories indeed indeed make sure you follow the hashtag at carry dem go chats and obviously you subscribe to us on the lovely lovely itunes platform um and of course follow us at soundcloud and we're on facebook Ooh. we're on facebook too so people we, can follow us now we nearly forgot our new edition you have to quickly do it before we go Know thyself. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll make this one a short one. It'll be short and sexy because we have to, we don't want to, I mean, you guys probably commute into work right now. You probably exit in the train. You're like, come on, let's wrap it up. That's walking to the office. All right. <laughs> exactly. So, Know Thyself is a new section that we thought, since, seeing as that I am a bit more zen, thank you, meditation, thank you, therapy, thank you, self awareness, getting there. Um, we thought it'd be good to have sections where we just discuss stuff. Uh, self things we have learned about ourselves that make us more self-aware meaning we can make ourselves better people is it related to black britishness not directly but i mean isaac both black and british yes so it works um basically know thyself is going to be a short segment that we're going to do at the end just before we do our closing statements but we don't need one today because we're just talking about suki stuff so this in essence is kind of going to be our closing statement so we can each week one of us will give a know thyself sort of story so i will go first um and so how i learned to know thine self is learning the art of listening so if in the past two months or so i've had like a really really tough and tumultuous time as life is and it's you know it's just life being life but one thing i learned is that often when people are speaking to you you're not listening really and nor 
when you are listening, are you listening from a place of compassion, empathy? You're listening from a place of, I am already got an answer to what you've said and I'm going to bat it back. And we're going to keep going back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And what ends up happening is the actual issue that was being said, because people don't actually say what it, it is that's wrong. And if they do and you ignore it, well, I mean, even I've done that sometimes. Clearly it's a bigger issue, but people tend to dance around what it is they're actually saying. And when you're doing back and forth about the little details, what you're missing is the conflict that can actually be resolved. So in my know thine self, what I am learning is that when someone speaks, to pause and hear what they're not saying within what they're saying. What point of pain is it that they're trying to address or what thing about you is causing them some, some like pain and stress? And also not to take that personally so if someone says something like oh when i'm around you i feel like a bit tense your response shouldn't be well fuck you then kind of you know or whatever else Someone should be like okay cool i hear and i understand that being around me is making you feel tense what behaviors am i exhibiting that are making you feel like that yeah. major difference so my know thine self is the art of listening but the art of listening through also listening to what is not being said when you are speaking with someone especially someone you care about someone who's important to you listen and don't respond as they're speaking after they're done stop download and think about what they've said yeah say back to them what they've said so you can make sure you've understood it because often we think we've understood what they've said and we haven't so they back to them what they said what you took from it and then offer them the room to correct it or not. So in essence, it'd go like this. Oh, from what you said, uh, sorry, you said to me that I'm making you feel tense. What I understand from that is that I'm exhibiting behaviors that trigger something in you that make you really uncomfortable. That doesn't make me feel good. So what do you suggest that I do to make that better? Very, very different to, well, fuck you. So in essence, that is my know thine self for this week. The art of active listening and true empathy and compassion when listening to people you talk, well, you care about and you're talking to. There we go. Cool. So thank you for listening. And uh, a spooky cackle to get us out. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I can't, I can't do it because I'm a well. So she decided to do the cackle for I would me. be an amazing villain. I was going to say you'd be an amazing witch. Oh my God, thank you. You would. You ancestrally got... Yeah, yeah. You've, See, I'm, I'm not trying to... Boy, I'm not trying to do all that. No. <laughs> <laughs> there were sacrifices and all that. Woo, I'm trying to do all that. Uh-uh. No, please. When I go, Lord, just take me once. Okay. <laughs> thank you for listening and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.